नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टप्रायशभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्ठिके रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो सिक्स चैप्टर वन entitled the history of the life of ajamila text number 34 sarve padma palasha akshaha sarve padma palaksha aksha सर्वे सर्वे पीता कौशेय वाससह पीतकौशेय वाससह पीतकौशेयवासकुंडलिनुंडलिनुंडलिनसत्क सर्वे पीतकौशेयवासकुंडलिन सर्वे सर्वे All of you, Padma Palasha Akshaha, with eyes like the petals of a lotus flower. Pita, yellow, Kausheya, silk, Vasasaha, wearing garments, Kiri Tinaha. With helmets, 
कुंडलिनिंग्स लसत्टरिंग With a garland of lotus flowers. There are two more verses. I shall just read them by myself. The thirty-fifth and the thirty-sixth verses. Sarve chanutna vayasaha, sarve charu chatur bhujaha, dhanur nishangasi gada, shankha chakram bujashriya. दिशोवितिमीरालोका कुरवन्तस्वेन तेजसा किमर्थम धर्मपालस्या किंकरानो निषेधथा ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाय डिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रोपाद ट्रांसलेशन द ऑर्डर कैरियर्स ऑफ यमराज सेड योर आईज आर जस्ट लाइक द पेटल्स ऑफ लोटस फ्लावर्स dressed in yellow silken garments decorated with garlands of lotuses and wearing very attractive helmets on your heads and earrings on your ears you all appear fresh and youthful your four long arms are decorated with bows and quivers of arrows and with swords clubs conch shells discs and lotus flowers your effulgence has dissipated the darkness of this place with extraordinary illumination now sirs why are you obstructing us purport by shrila prabhupad before even being introduced to a foreigner one becomes acquainted with him through his dress bodily features and behavior and can thus understand his position therefore when the yamadutas saw the vishnudutas for the first time they were surprised they said by your bodily features you appear to be very exalted gentleman and you have such celestial power that you have dissipated the darkness of this material world with your own effulgences why then should you endeavor to stop us from executing our duty it will be explained that the yamadutas the order carriers of yamaraj mistakenly considered ajamila sinful they did not know that although he was sinful throughout his entire life he was purified by constantly chanting the holy name of narayana in other words unless one is a vaishnava one cannot understand the activities of a vaishnava the dress and bodily features of the residents of vaikunthaloka are properly described in these verses the residents of vaikuntha who are decorated with garlands and yellow silken garments have four arms holding various weapons thus they conspicuously resemble lord vishnu they have the same bodily features as narayana because they have attained the liberation of sarupya but they nevertheless acts uh, act as servants all the residents of vaikuntaloka know perfectly well that their master is narayana or krishna and that they are all his servants they are all self realized souls who are nitya mukta everlastingly liberated although they could conceivably 
declare themselves Narayana or Vishnu, they never do so. They always remain Krishna conscious and serve the Lord faithfully. Such is the atmosphere of Vaikuntha Loka. Similarly, one who learns the faithful service of Lord Krishna through the Krishna consciousness movement will always remain in Vaikuntha Loka and have nothing to do with the material world. Thus ends the Bhaktivilanta purport. So the Yamadutas, after being stopped by the Vishnudutas, while they were engaged in trying to take away the soul of Ajamila to Yamaraj, they are now questioning the Vishnudutas. In these verses, a detailed description of the dress, bodily features, and behavior has been given of the Vishnu Dutas. They are, these Yamadutas are surprised that they are being stopped by someone who is actually appearing like very exalted gentlemen. <clears throat> so, in the future verses, the conversation will establish the actual position of Ajamila. That even though he had performed lot of sinful activities, but still, because of constantly chanting the holy name of Narayana, he had become completely purified. And if any residue was there, at the time of death also, he called out the name of Narayana. Which means he is completely purified. Completely purified. No more sinful reactions. So, Srila Prabhupada explains in this purport, in other words, unless one is a Vaishnava, one cannot understand the activities of a Vaishnava. This is a very important point. That... Vaishnava's behavior, activities, Vaishnava's uh, <clears throat> character cannot always be appreciated by non-Vaishnavas. This is true even in the case of somebody executing devotional service itself. Bhakti itself is misunderstood. <clears throat> Even if somebody is not a, a recognized devotee, still, 
if one is engaged in devotional service most non devotees will not think that a person engaged in devotional service is a transcendentalist why because bhakti activities of bhakti appear like activities of karma activities of bhakti are actually performed by especially by those who are practicing bhakti yoga practicing devotees sadhakas their actions appear to be like the actions of ordinary people of this world sometimes somebody like arjuna on the battlefield his dress will not indicate he is a devotee because he is come ready for fighting so how will he be recognized as a devotee and what about his actions he is killing just because bhishma drona are on the opposite side he is ready to kill bhishma and drona so how can one understand the activities of a vaishnava how can one recognize a vaishnava so it is said here unless one is a vaishnava one cannot understand the activities of a vaishnava one has to become conversant with what is devotional service only then one can actually properly understand the activities of another vaishnava now this is not difficult for us to understand that non devotees mistake devotees to be ordinary people doing some ordinary activities but even among devotees <coughs> <coughs> for a neophyte devotee <clears throat> to recognize a paramahamsa is not always possible most of the time a neophyte mistakes a paramahamsa to be at best another neophyte devotee <clears throat> just like shukadev goswami he was paramahamsa but what about his dress what about his behavior in public so how can such people be recognized such great devotees that's why 
Srila Prabhupada explains in one place, a great person, you should hear from him, not try to understand by his external features or external uh, actions. You may or may not be able to understand him properly, recognize him properly. A great person has to be heard. It's only when he speaks you can recognize. That's why in the Bhagavad Gita, the first thing Arjuna asks about the symptoms of a self-realized soul is Tita Pragnasya Ka Bhasha. What does he speak about? A self-realized soul, what is the content of his speech? The very first thing about a devotee is, a devotee speaks only about Krishna and nothing else. Characteristically, if you study Srila Prabhupada's conversations, any conversation will be centered around Krishna. Centered around Krishna. Anything, any conversation. Or things connected with Krishna. Devotional service. So this is the most important characteristic of a Vaishnava. Vaishnava always is absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. And therefore, when he speaks, what comes out is only topics or words concerning Krishna. That's what Srila Prabhupada says. If you carefully study the purport to that verse 2.54, Sita Pragnasya Ka Bhasha Samadhistasya Keshava Sitadi Kim Prabhasheta Kimasita Prajeta Kim. Prabhasheta. Kim Prabhasheta. Uh, how does he speak? And what is his language? Even while inquiring about the characteristics of a self-realized soul, Arjuna is twice mentioning this. Sita Pragnasya Ka Bhasha. Sita Kim Prabhasheta. So, Srila Prabhupada in the purport says, <clears throat> Most important is how the man in Krishna consciousness speaks. For speech is the most important quality of any man. Speech is the most important quality of any person. Now, <clears throat> there are a class of people, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu describes, who are expert in giving lip service to the injunctions of the Vedas. If you ask them, what do Vedas say about how to maintain cleanliness, 
or something. If they are very, very learned scholars in the original Vedas, they can cite so many verses, so many passages. But when it comes to following, practicing, they may not be following strictly the Vedic injunctions. So, one thing is that a true devotee always speaks about Krishna. But it is also important to note that devotee not just speaks about Krishna, but his actions are in line with Krishna consciousness. All his actions are in line with Krishna consciousness. So both are important. It is not just the speech alone that is enough. <clears throat> not just the speech alone, even the behavior. Just like Krishna describes, a devotee is always humble. So, Shukare Goswami, when he was walking carefree, he never took any offense by some ignorant people teasing him or ridiculing him. He never took any offense. You see? So, a <clears throat> devotee's behavior, speech, actions, everything is in line with Krishna Consciousness. So, what is at the root of such a devotee's actual life or living? The root is the innermost consciousness. That's why Prabhupada says, just become Krishna conscious. That includes everything. Includes everything. Consciousness includes everything. <clears throat> it is ultimately the consciousness which drives the senses, the mind, the intelligence, everything. It is a consciousness. So, devotees are not so much putting up an external show, we are devotees. Sometimes people ask, why you have to dress like this? The most important reason why we dress like this, of course, generally we say that <clears throat> we can perform our duties better if we have a uniform, if we can be identified by the uniform, just like a policeman. If he's in uniform, it's easy for people to recognize that he is a 
police person. So yes, one of the reasons is it's easier to do our duty as preachers of Krishna consciousness in this dress. But more importantly, <clears throat> it is the underlying consciousness that I am a devotee. So my behavior, my words, my actions, my thoughts, everything should be in line with those of a devotee according to the Shastras. So that is also very important. Just like a sannyasi is supposed to always carry this tridanda. Why should he carry? Of course by this he is communicating to others that I am a sannyasi. But more importantly, the sannyasi has to remind himself always that what does this tridanda mean? Body, mind, and words are dedicated for Krishna's service. So I have to keep reminding myself. That's why I have to always carry this as a sannyasi. That's why Prabhupada told when you go out for preaching, wear the devotee dress. So you remind yourself also that you should behave, act, conduct yourself like a devotee. One Srila Prabhupada said, simply by our spotless character, we can preach to the whole world about Krishna consciousness. Simply by exhibiting spotless character. So it's very important that we remind ourselves because the force of habit sometimes makes us behave according to our old ways. Sometimes a slip may happen. But if we take precautions to remind ourselves always, you see that's why Tilak Kantimala, the dress itself. When there is some obstacle for preaching in this dress, we may dress in a suitably different manner. That's okay. But otherwise, we should be dressed like devotees, like Vaishnavas. So, it's a fact that unless one is a Vaishnava, one cannot understand the activities of another Vaishnava. So, particularly neophyte devotees have to be careful that you don't mistakenly think somebody who is externally appearing as a devotee, especially of some other Sampradaya, like the Sahajiyas. Sahajiyas, some of them appear to be very nicely dressed like devotees, sometimes. Some of them wear tilak so prominently that looking at their tilak you feel like falling down at their feet and telling, oh, you are a great Vaishnava. 
and some of them when you start performing sankirtan they will also join the sankirtan very enthusiastically and sometimes they even display tears flowing from their eyes they'll display all the eight symptoms of ecstasy they'll roll on the ground they'll do so much of drama some of them because their heart is not cleansed yet and they want to externally make a show of being in ecstasy and sometimes they get habituated to that they force themselves to display some so called ecstasy so we have to be careful that such sahaji as we don't consider oh very great devotee in the stage of bhava secretly these people will be having all kinds of other activities they have a separate private life and a public life so shila prabhupada instructed once that a devotee has no private life especially a brahmachari or a sanyasi has no private life at all this is very significant it's not that privately i can do things which may not be in line with krishna consciousness no privately or publicly our behavior should be in line with krishna consciousness so a neophyte should not externally judge somebody and consider that person as a very great devotee and similarly externally a paramahamsa may appear to be like a very simple ordinary person we may not know how advanced such a devotee may be so therefore we have to be careful to not closely associate with some stranger when it comes to taking krishna conscious association we have to be careful we cannot always make out <clears throat> simply by even by speech also we cannot make out then the next point prabhupad explains in this purport is the dress and bodily features of the residents of vaikuntha loka are properly described in these verses the residents of vaikuntha were decorated with garlands and yellow silken garments have four arms holding various weapons their bodily features and their dress and their appearance looks like exactly that of narayana or vishnu so they resemble vishnu they are also four handed the four hands are holding four symbols chankachakra gadapadma they are also having yellow 
silken garments they have garlands of lotuses they wear very attractive helmets like crowns uh, they have nice earrings and they have got a bodily effulgence which dissipates the darkness of this material world but the important point is that they never uh claim to be themselves narayana any time they always act as narayana's servants always act as narayana's servants servant means no independence woman somebody says i am a servant means no independence <clears throat> servant always has to act according to the instructions or directions or the directions of the master that's the meaning of servant servant has no independence so the living entities who want to be independent in this material world especially the conditioned souls they think that somehow they can become independent those who don't voluntarily or willingly accept subordination to the supreme lord they are forced to be subordinate to the material energy this is a very important point explained by shrila prabhupada in the introduction to the bhagavad gita he says everyone is a servant of krishna but if somebody things that i can be independent then they are forced to be servant of maya so there are only two states of existence for any living entity either we have to act as servant of krishna or act as servant of maya there is no third state of existence sometimes neophyte devotees think that even though i am not always engaged in devotional service i never engage in service of maya actually when we are not engaged in service of krishna that means we are engaged in service of maya whether we are able to recognize that or perceive that or not that's a fact therefore in the bhagavad gita krishna tells one very important thing 
nobody can be inactive even for a moment nahi kashchit kshanam api jatu tishthati akarmakrat so somebody may think this applies to conditioned souls that they cannot be inactive even for a moment they are always engaged in material activities either through the body or through words or through the mind but shila prabhupad says in the purport it is not just a question of conditioned life even liberated souls they also if they are not engaged in service of krishna they are engaged in service of maya so the so called liberated mayavadis what is their position they don't want to serve krishna they think devotional service is something material activity so in their endeavor for becoming liberated from material bondage they give up even activities which are aimed at serving krishna like they worship panchopasana they have a system called panchopasana they worship one of five deities of course they don't think it is deity they think it is idol but anyway they worship vishnu or they worship shiva or they worship durga or they worship uh, surya or ganesha one of these five deities they worship but their goal is ultimately to rise above such worship and become one with the absolute truth become god so they say that worship is good only till the point you realize your god once you realize your god there is no duality no separation so such people who think that they have become liberated vimukta maninaha this is the word used in the 10th canto to describe such people vimukta maninaha if they are not surrendered to krishna <coughs> if they are not engaged in <coughs> if they are not engaged in devotional service to krishna they simply engaged in service of maya that's all they still under the clutches of the illusory energy though they think i am liberated they are actually not liberated so who is liberated actually only one who is engaged in devotional service always that's why the specific description of one who is situated above the gunas lord krishna in the 14th chapter says mam chayo avyabicharena bhakti yogena sevate what kind of devotional service avyabicharini bhakti what is the translation unfailing in all circumstances
one who engages in full devotional service who does not fall down in any circumstance avyabicharena in the word for meaning purposes without fail never fails to render service to krishna under any circumstances at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of brahman the mayavadis their aim is to come to the brahman platform to the spiritual platform above the trigunas but if they don't engage in devotional service to krishna they can never transcend the material modes they cannot transcend the material modes that's why some of them they confuse sattva guna being situated in sattva guna with liberation there is no pure goodness in this material world there is no pure goodness there is goodness passion and ignorance goodness is always tinged with some passion or ignorance or both there is a nature of material goodness that's why the spiritual atmosphere is described as shuddha sattva shuddha sattva purified goodness unalloyed goodness that is the description of the spiritual atmosphere the brahman atmosphere the spiritual atmosphere <clears throat> so the only way to transcend the gunas is to fully engage in devotional service to krishna fully engage that's why prabhupada says unfailing in all circumstances so that's why for us as practicing devotees it is very important that all the time we are engaged in some type of service to krishna there cannot be any idle moment sometimes devotees think oh i am very tired let me relax <clears throat> so prabhupad says what is relaxation for a devotee if he is tired instead of doing one type of service you do another type of service so change if you feel very strenuous type of service you have been doing and you are very fatigued then you should you have to do something which you can do without straining yourself physically for the mind there is no question of strain at all mind is 24 hours active even when you are sleeping your mind is active so for the mind there is no question of strain it's only the physical body physical body requires rest but not the mind therefore krishna says in seventh chapter the beginning of pure devotional service description he says maya sakta manah partha yogam yunjan madashrayah with your mind attached to me 
it's the mind which has to be particularly always engaged in krishna that's why even the most confidential topmost instruction what does krishna say manmana think of me always krishna says manmana proper translation is always think of me so constantly engaging the mind in krishna consciousness in krishna service that is a real challenge for the devotees generally we think engagement means physical engagement it's actually engaging the mind that is important for a devotee how is your mind engaged always in krishna consciousness how is it possible <clears throat> so krishna says you have to develop some attachment to begin with at least some attachment for krishna some attraction so the attitude of doing devotional service cannot be that just at the level of duty consciousness or oh, have to do i taken vow and the time of initiation i have to chant 16 rounds that attitude is not going to help to always absorb the mind or engage the mind in krishna consciousness i have to do means there will be some botheration in doing such duty so then one will be looking for a break as soon as 16 rounds is over keep the mala bag aside never again touch till the next day galti se bhi hath nahi lagayenge so this sort of attitude is not going to help so there has to be some positive attraction attachment to krishna or krishna conscious activities that's why it's so important to hear factual glories of the supreme lord to hear the factual glories of the spiritual master it's very important it does influence our consciousness to become attracted to become attached to have great regard great amount of respect and reverence is required then we are not carried away by somebody else who is a non devotee or who is posing as a devotee no will be protected that's why constantly some or the other engaged in thinking about remembering or hearing or describing krishna's glories krishna's glories are unlimited unlimited and prabhupada's words always glorifying krishna always glorifying krishna so we should also try to hear more and more read more and more krishna's glories and keep on 
thinking about them, remembering them, describing them. So we have to fill up our entire day with such uh, glorification. Hearing or describing or remembering or sharing or just thinking about them even, contemplating. So in that way you are not idle. Even though somebody may be sitting, but what are you doing while sitting? Smaranam, remembering, contemplating what you have heard, what you have read, what you already know, contemplating on that. And developing a deeper appreciation of Krishna, of the spiritual master, of the pure devotees. So, that way we can be safe without uh, falling into Maya, when we are not engaged directly in Krishna, uh, Krishna's service, we are not directly engaged. Still we have to be somehow engaged in devotional service through remembering or through chanting or through uh, Glorifying, hearing, hearing the glories constantly. So we have to constantly keep in touch with Krishna. Of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu points out that the easiest way is to constantly chant Hare Krishna. But not mechanical chanting. It has to be done with some nice heart. So a change of attitude is required. We have to culture that. It takes time. Okay, I'll stop here. Vintara Srimad Bhagavatam ki jaya, Shra Prabhupada ki jaya.